Just a few months ago, I was inspired by this video I saw of um, a sheikh explaining what the kingdom of Islam requires from its people. Um, and he mostly touched on the subject of modesty, specifically with regards to how um, Muslims present themselves in not just in society, but within the their religious uh, spaces within their homes, uh, at work, in public, all these other spaces as compared to um, the rest of the world and um, the rest of other faiths or beliefs, which led me to wanting to understand and also question or rather pose a question um, with regards to modesty more precisely in in, in in the society to which we live in, the modernized societies to which we live in. So with that, welcome to The Think Piece, where I discuss a wide range of topics that aim at questioning reality as we know and believe it to be. This is episode one, and the topic is on modesty, with the question being, what is modesty and how does it present itself in different societies? My name is Ian M. Marulega, and before we get right into it, I would like to let it be known that as the audience, you need not know the ins and outs of these topics. The discussions will be concise and straight to the point with limitations of any nuances. In future, the research literature of the podcast will be posted along with references used in presentation of each episode. The aim of this presentation is to create discussions around the things we see and experience. I hope you enjoy and share your thoughts and questions and interact with each other. So to kick it off, let's start with the definition of modesty. And as per the Oxford Dictionary, being modest is to be unassuming in the estimation of one's ability or achievement to limit or do in moderation or small amount. Well, the definition I would really like to focus on is um, the letter, the one that mostly focuses on being moderate, which is the avoidance of excessiveness in all other major aspects of our lives. This can be with alcohol, fast food, working, dress codes, speech, sexuality, and personality. The idea of being modest or moderate does not only link to the health of the functionality of our society, but the overall interpersonal health and relationship one may have. I did some light reading and I found an article written by Beth Elwoods, and she goes on to explain a study um, whereby it is stated that modesty has an association with one's mental health. It is said that the high levels of modesty can be an indicator for higher emotional intelligence, self-esteem, and subjective well-being as results in lower depression. So what does modesty truly mean in different societies and how does it impact those particular societies? Uh, with that question, um, I went on to read about um, the definition of modesty and how modesty is viewed or the perspectives of modesty in the Western, Eastern and the African society. In the Western society, modesty is 
often seen as a trait that is associated with religion and traditional values. It's associated with conservative dress codes and conservative attitudes towards sexuality. How, however, in recent years, um, with the rise of pop culture, modesty has been more linked to individualism as compared to the previous traditional and religious values that the society had. It is now more linked to the independence of a person and favoring individual freedom over the collective. Even with these individuality of modesty, there seems to be a form of protectorship when it comes to certain ideas that link to the notion of modesty, of course. For example, um, when it comes to the commercialized and desirable music or pop culture in the Western societies, the notion of being freely dressed, a lack of strong ethical principles or standards, listening to music that explicitly talks about web, uh, the night culture, self-enhancement, and the not-so-new concept of city girls and city boys who act in oddly expectable toxic manners seems to be the new functional system of this particular society. You are more accepted when you neglect the values of living a modest life as compared to living a commercialized outburst, energetic and self-expressive life. The media, of course, plays um, a significant role in ensuring that these toxic or societal degrading ideas spread through the masses like wildfire and ensuring that the self-expressive and individualism notion is kept in play. The ideas of individuals doing it for themselves and not being responsible or not adhering to any societal norms and not seeing that their individualistic behaviors may harm the society in any particular way. This is quite different when you look at the Eastern perspective of modesty and the African perspective of modesty. The Eastern and African perspective of modesty seem to have a link, more precisely when we look at the philosophy of Confucianism and Ubuntu. But I'll start off with looking a bit further into the Eastern perspective of modesty, whereby it is seen as a fundamental aspect of the society. Um, it is considered a way of showing respect to oneself, others, and the community. In these societies, modesty is often associated with traditional dress codes and conservative attitudes towards sexuality. For example, in many Muslim societies, women are expected to wear clothing that covers their bodies as a sign of modesty and respect for themselves and others. And as I stated when I started this podcast or this episode, I was inspired by the Muslim community to actually look further into the idea and the definition of modesty as per perspective of different cultures. Of course, in many areas, such as the Western and the African areas, um, it is mostly centered around Christianity, however, because of the modernization of these particular societies, certain definitions of things are changing, and one of them is modesty. Going back to the Eastern perspective of what modesty is, as I stated, it's linked mostly to the philosophy of Confucianism. Um, 
which is a Confucian thought uh, by Confucius, being the father of Confucianism, uh, believed in the worship of ancestors and human-centered virtues being the requirement of leading a peaceful life. His thoughts were mainly focused or centered around personal ethics, good behavior, and moral behavior. Having these particular traditional values and serving or in service of the community first before you, not necessarily subscribing to the individualistic perspective of reality, understanding that you too are a part of a community and you are responsible for your actions and the people in your community are responsible for your actions. And the fact that whatever you do reflects back to the society you come from, reflects back to your upbringing. It doesn't just reflect back to your parents. It reflects back to the society to which you come from. Being, you have to be responsible and accountable for your individual actions. Everything has to, not necessarily everything, but your actions have to be your actions and your words have to be mindful of the particular society to which you're representing. You are not just one person. You are the many people that have played a role in your life from your upbringing until you left the particular community you are in, even if you didn't leave, until you became an adult of individual thoughts and of individual responsibilities, you are still responsible for the society to which you come from. Like I said, this also still links to the idea of the African philosophy of Ubuntu, whereby the definition of Ubuntu or the well-known definition of it is, I am because we are. I am who I am because of the people that have been around me, the people that have been raising me, the, the, the knowledge that they have shared, the guidance, the perspectives of the realities and everything that hey, they have given to me has landed me to where I am now. It is part of the traditional values of the African society as similar to the Eastern society. It instills accountability for your actions as they reflect to the rest of the society, to the rest of the people from which you come from or the community to which you come from. However, it, it does bring into question um, on the definition of modesty or how people see modesty in regard to the now ever-changing and growing, I would say westernized or modernized African society. Now, um, now that we know what modesty is in these different um, perspectives, what does it really do for individuals and the society? As I stated on my definition, uh, with regards to the article I read by Beth Elwoods, it does contribute to um, the society's health. Now, high levels of modesty are indicators of high emotional intelligence, self-esteem, and subjective well-being, resulting in lower depression. The individual's well-being affects the society in a healthy way as much as, as it affects the individual in a healthy way as well. I would like to read some extracts from an article 
uh, written by Kevin D. Young, where it, it states that modesty accepts that our bodies also live in community. It means that while it sounds nice to say, it's my body, if I want to let it all hang out, that's my business. This is to forget that our bodies exist in a wider network of relationships, just like our speech does and our actions, our will and our desires. How we dress is not determined by how others wished we would dress. And yet it would be sub-Christian to act as if the spiritual state of those around us was inconsequential. Um, Kevin D. Young's article maintains the Christian perspective of what modesty is or what modesty should be, really, or the religious perspective of what modesty should be. The actions and the presentation of an individual reflects the society and the beliefs to which they subscribe to. You are not just born as an individual, you are born an individual in a particular society with certain particular views and beliefs. And as you grow, they do try as much as they can to instill these particular things to us so that we can be growing functional human beings in a society. We are not growing functional human beings for individuals. We function for the benefit of the society. It says again from the article that modesty demonstrates to others that we have more important things to offer than good looks and sex appeal. The point of the first book of Timothy, chapter 2, verse 9, and the first book of Peter, chapter 3, verse 3 and 4, is not an absolute prohibition against trying to look nice. The prohibition is against trying so very hard to look good in all other ways that are so relatively unimportant. The question asked of a woman in these verses, and it certainly applies to men as well, is... Will you grab people's attention with hair and jewelry and sexy clothes or will your presence in the room be unmistakably unmistakable because of your Christ-like character? Immodest dress tells the world, I am not sure I have anything more to offer than this. What you see really is all you get. How you present yourself to the world, as I've been saying, how you present yourself to the world is a reflection of the society you come from or the community you come from. It's not just a reflection of your own personal views. And as such, um, you should consider how you look to the society. My biggest concern about these particular aspect is that it, it, it's honestly mainly with children. Um, children grow to see adults doing certain things and they want to do them because the adults are doing this is the teachings that are coming from adults if you are immorally dressed if you behave in an excessive manner then the kids will want to do that as well this actually reminds me of a time back in high school when we had this culture of isikotana um where people would just brag about the clothes that they have and how much everything costs and you know, waste food all over, which was a very weird time, really. But it does suggest that at that time, it was a rather immodest behavior. And as time went on, people reflected on that. And they realized that behaving like that was not really in any way beneficial to the society or the community. It was harming the children more than it was harming um, 
the adults. Monetary costs are nothing as compared to the mental cost of any particular behavior. Yes, we still have our philosophy of Ubuntu in the African communities. We still have the thought of oneness, the thought of I am because we are, but that only mostly comes in tragedy or in moments of celebration like the festive season. In normal occasions, we are as modernized as the Western society. We, in these days, of course, we tend to lean more to the individualistic views of what modesty is, which brings up a, a lot of questions. Um, questions of how are we going to define modesty for ourselves as the African community uh, in the modernized time? How are we going to modernize our traditional values and cultures for the sole benefit of our communities. As we employ some of these things from the modernized Western world, how will these benefit us? How will excessiveness and the explicit expression of sexuality benefit us as compared to the traditional ways we have previously subscribed to? Many questions can arise from this particular topic, and it does create or open a rather lengthy and beautiful conversation that should, I believe it should be had by anyone really, uh, more precisely, anyone who has the power to have these particular conversations, anyone, the elders, um, the youth, uh, more precisely in benefit of the growing uh, generation that is to come. What we leave them will determine whether they grow for the better or they destroy themselves. So how we will really define modesty as a growing modern African society with traditional values. Thank you for tuning in and I hope to have you again next week as I take you through a journey of mindful thought and questioning about the world we live in.